I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Everybody take a deep breath in. Breathing. And exhale. Go off. That's how Democrats are feeling this morning. Things weren't nearly as bad yesterday as it was predicted. We thought we were going to have this big red wave. It never happened. The Senate is still tied 48-48. There's some outstanding races to be counted. Uh, There are some pickups uh, for Republicans in the House. They picked up nine seats, it looks like. But Democrats surprisingly picked up three. So we're right about even in the House as well. Lots lots to still unfold. What a wild night. People are still looking at Georgia, though, as Herschel Walker just nipping at the heels of Raphael Warnock. Oh, my God. That was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in my life, Herschel Walker. It's not over. It's not over. It's far from over. And neither of them are at the 50% threshold. So it looks like it's going to go to a runoff again next month, which I remind you is how Raphael Warnock won two years ago. So when voters show up in special elections, they show up for Democrats. So it could be a good sign for him. He's currently ahead by about 18,000 votes. It's wild that somebody like Herschel Walker could even be that close. But here we are. Amazing. Your state of Nevada got me a little bit frustrated right now. The Democratic incumbent could yeah, I don't actually know what's going on. could actually flip to Republicans. But even if that does happen, thank God John Fetterman uh, won. He beat Dr. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania, which was the only flip of the entire night in the Senate, which is a huge deal for Joe Biden and Democrats. So even if we do lose Nevada, it could still be 50-50 which means Democrats are still in charge with Kamala Harris. Yeah, Wild amazing. night. Did you watch very much last night, or did you try to stay away? I know you texted me a couple no, times. No, no, me but- and Lisa watched. We made dinner. We sat there. We had our Christmas decorations. We tried to make it as cozy as possible. <laughs> try to keep yourself as calm exactly. as possible. Exactly. And then Lisa uh, and I were just like, this is so much. We were a couple hours in. We were on the phone with her sister and her mom, and then I said, Lisa, I just can't. I want to go to bed. It's yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot, a lot going on. I I will say, though, I was so proud to see that so many people voted yesterday in the rain. They didn't care. In Vegas, it was pouring rain. They waited as well. I mean, it's good to see everyone taking it so seriously. I mean, you have to. I also very, very proud of that fact. Um, it could have been a very, very, very bad day for Democrats and for America. And a lot of Trumpers, a lot of election deniers did actually win yesterday, which is a little bit scary. Um, but a lot of good things happened as well. Uh, first lesbian ma- or governor in the entire country won in Massachusetts. That was really, really exciting stuff. We're going to be talking about this throughout the, ne- throughout the next couple of days, I'm sure. We've actually got Ryan Basham joining us again with some midterm election results. I didn't watch. I watched for about 15 minutes. Then I said, listen, AJ, every two years you do this to yourself and you drive yourself crazy. So I watched Survivor on Paramount+. Plus. Well, it's like the same thing. Kind of feels like, absolutely. <laughs> Literally, tomato, I'd tomato. probably rather be starving on a beach somewhere in Fiji than dealing with this stuff. But uh, here, yeah. we, here we are. Yeah. Not as bad as it could. Not great, 
but there is no wave in one way or the other, which mean, basically means things stay kind of the same, which is really thrilling if you're an American right now. Yeah. Uh, we do have a great show coming up for you. Obviously, we're going to be covering some re- election results all morning. We're also talking with an expert on uh, and what the health to kick things off this morning. If you've had COVID, uh, you need to watch out for symptoms of this because it could actually be the thing um, that really, really affects your health. Long COVID, we're starting to learn a lot more about it and how it could impact you, you know, years down the road. Uh, so so sure scary. You, I know. Very, very, very scary stuff. But stick around and listen to that. Uh, and then the story about a dad caught his son kissing another man. Good. Hmm? And we're going to give some advice. Hot. To the dad or to the son? Well, tune in and find out. <laughs> we'll let you know a little bit later on. It is kind of, it's hot. It's totally hot, right? Yeah, it is no, hot. No, it's weird, you weirdo. A boy kissing another boy? You have the dad watching? Well, not the dad watching, but a boy kissing a boy. Did he catch him or was he staring at him? Oh, no. You know the dad from Euphoria and how problematic he is? Yeah. Why all of season one, my husband and I are kind of like, well, he's kind of hot. No, he is hot. Eric Dane? Yeah. Very attractive. Freaky, but hot. And his ex-wife, Rebecca um, Harding, Rebecca Gayhart. Gorgeous. Of course. From Jawbreaker. That's how I know her. And the Noxzema commercials. Yes. Right? Perfect skin, curly hair. She was everything back then. Yes. All the hair. Mm -hmm. I think he cheated on her, and that's why they broke up. Can you imagine cheating on her? Her, There's no hope. Those eyes and that hair. I know. Wild. And and she still looks the exact same. She's like 50 and did not age. Noxzema did her well. She's like the other Felicity. Yes. Remember they kind of had the similar vibe? Big curly hair. Loved Mm -hmm. it. Anyways, that's where we are. So, good morning. Carrie Russell? Happy, Not yeah, Carrie Russell. Yeah, why do I know Russell? that? Because we lived through the 90s. We did. Let's do some news on the beat. All right, Democrat Mara Healey is the projected winner of Massachusetts uh, race, defeating Republican Jeff Deal and making history as the first out lesbian to be elected governor. Healy is the state's attorney general and Deal is a former state representative who co-chaired former President Donald Trump's 2016 campaign in Massachusetts. Addressing her supporters at a victory rally in Boston on Tuesday evening, Healy dedicated her win to every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there. Take a listen. To every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there. I hope, I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever, whoever you want to be. And nothing, you kids know that, nothing, nothing and no one can ever get in your way except your own imagination and that's not gonna happen. Tonight, to all of you and to all of you out there, with the help of so many, we made history. I stand before you tonight proud to be the first woman and the first gay person ever elected governor of Massachusetts. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Now, one other LGBTQ Democrat out lesbian, Tina Kotek, could join Healy in her history-making feat. Kotek is in a competitive three-way race in Oregon. Yeah, she's currently behind by a couple points. But yeah, it was stressful yesterday to watch. I, I will say though, I love to see all the representation. I love the women. I love the lesbian women. I think it's great. It looks like Sisolak might win uh, governor of Nevada again. Remember, we had that audio during that pageant during the pandemic. Somebody's like, "F you, Sisolak," <laughs> or whatever. It was. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> 
I can't remember if they love him now or they hate him. Yeah, I don't know. At the time, they were mad because they were asked to wear masks during a pageant. Yeah, because there was still pageants they happening. They were very upset with him. F you, Sislak. Oh, my God, we thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was the best audio of the year. All right, let's get into weather. 59 in D.C., 67 in Cleveland, 45 in Seattle, 57 in San Francisco, and 68 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. If you are on the right path, it will always be uphill. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. If you always, yeah, if you expect to grow in life, it's always going to be an uphill. It's an uphill battle. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's the climb. It's the, it's the climb. Wait, who sings that? Miley Cyrus. I thought it was Carrie Underwood for a minute. My favorite American Idol of all time. I know. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. Interesting. Guess I'm not as big a fan as I thought. Okay. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us as always. Here's a question for you. Would you go to an all-nudist cruise that promotes body positivity? Yes. God, you're out of your mind. I love to be naked, and if everyone's going to be nice about it, I love it even more. Here's the thing. Again, I think I mentioned this on another episode about something, but I don't know what it was. But I think it's very different for men than it is for women. Like women, like like you, your breast size might be like a, an issue or something maybe for some people, but they're all sizes are kind of celebrated, and we all know like. I know what your breast size is based on how you dress. Like, everybody already knows that. But for men, like the penis thing, I think that's difficult. Because some men are growers, some are showers, and and not all men are well endowed. And I think there's a, there's a stigma that goes along with having, like, a small penis. So I feel like for men to be nude at a thing on like a cruise like this might be a different situation yeah but oddly enough women don't feel the way that you just explained about their breasts even their vaginas some might have outies or any like it's a whole situation with women's bodies as well yes and women are very self-conscious of their breasts of their nipples it's a whole thing so i feel like where men are nervous women are equally as nervous which is why i really like the idea of this body positive nudist cruise because I think what it also does is gets you more comfortable and confident Mm. in the bedroom like if everyone's like oh you look awesome you look great oh this is we're all accepting and you maybe see what other people see as flaws in themselves you're like oh we all kind of look the same oh we're all kind of in the same yeah boat. we're all insecure and have fat in weird places and it's okay yeah. Uh, yeah if you're going to take this cruise you're going to have to take a long flight first because it takes place in australia it's part of uh get naked australia which is an organization that promotes again the practice of being naked in nature uh and to get people more comfortable with their body i don't know i think that i'm not sure i'm not sure how i feel about this it's i i love being naked um but I don't know if I could hang out with them. Because here's the thing. I usually don't enjoy seeing that many other people naked. Like, honestly. And it's not that, like, whatever. I, I think Because I think I've always looked at bodies of men as either would I want to have sex with them or not. Which is maybe part of the problem. Because I think we kind of, like, are all sexualized. And especially gay men. We've been sexualized since the time we were little. Right? Totally. And so when I'm at, like, the locker room at Equinox, there's a bunch of, like, ripped hot dudes and gay guys everywhere who are just walking around naked, you know? But then there's also a lot of really, really, really unattractive people that I'm like, I don't want to see any of you naked. Very, very rarely. And also, like, again, I'm sexualizing it, but my husband's gorgeous, so, like, I don't really want to look at too many other people without their clothes on because, like, I'd rather just look at him. But I wouldn't want to see myself naked. Yeah, I love, actually, the the locker rooms are so different for women, I feel like, than men. Straight or gay. Um, A lot of women 
I feel like they'll walk around naked. They'll like quickly put their towel oh, around really? them. There's not much like nakedness in mm. the locker room. But yesterday, this girl was literally blow drying her hair naked, all completely bent over, just everything out. Oh, that's every dude. And in I loved it because I was like, yeah, girl, that's how I look too when I'm blow drying my hair. Like it's hot. You don't want to mess up your hair because you're drying it. You don't want to yeah. sweat it out. But it was like, oh, okay, no, you look good, sis. Like, in our locker okay. rooms, guys will full on shave their beards. Lather up and shave completely naked in front of the mirror. Vanessa, when All you go time. to any locker room, if and ever, do you have any experience with women naked or no? It's the same thing for you. Yeah, uh, I was in swim in high school. Yeah. And I feel like that was the first time I saw like girls that were naked because like, we have to change out of my swimsuits. Yeah. Too. So like that was normal. And then recently as an adult, I went to the Wii Spot. Oh, yeah. And that's when I, and I went naked with my people. And, and I went with my mom. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Yeah, that's. So I hated it because spot. I went with. Because you're naked the whole time. But you know what I like about? Okay, so I went to the spa a couple weeks ago with one of my dear friends, and I actually enjoyed it because the women were so comfortably just walking around, no big deal. Well, that's that's what you have to tell. You know what? So then I noticed that too. Then I was like, you know what? Just pretend. Yeah, and just I fake pretended, it. And oh then no. He just, I was so Forget. uncomfortable. I was like, my husband and I went to the same spa one time years ago, and I was like, can we go get some bulgogi beef and rice right now and just get dressed and go to the cafe? Because I'm uncomfortable right now. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't like being naked. No, but I think everyone's uncomfortable, and what normalizes it is seeing other naked people who, uh, who are just, like, very comfortably living their truth. I mean, for me, that's what made me feel comfortable. I walk around my apartment naked all the time. Like that, I do that. But I will tell you, speaking of lockers and locker rooms and how they're very different, Literally, I won't say which location he was at, but my husband literally came home last night. He's like, there were three guys doing things from their showers while I was just, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for a shower to open up. And they all were doing things. And when I was at- Like individually or together? Yeah, with their doors open. That happens a lot. And when I was in a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in a steam room and guys on both sides of me were started to do, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? As it gets more steamy, I'm like, what are you both doing right now? Very, very common, especially amongst gay men in steam rooms and locker rooms and showers. I a different could environment. Never no imagine. Way. Nope. It would never happen in a girl's locker room. I would never do it. There no there are signs. No, but there are no girls I've ever in all the years I've been in the gym, I've never seen a girl masturbate. I mean that she's barely comfortable. There are signs on our steam rooms and shower areas at Equinox. We've seen them go viral online saying no sexual activity allowed or your or your membership will be revoked. So, different worlds. <laughs> I have no words. Different strokes for different folks, am I right? Clearly. All right, this came out yesterday. I don't know how we missed it. I think it came out towards the end of the day. We were uh, stressing about elections. We were off the air. Yeah, the elections were taking place. But another vote took place apparently recently, and Michaela has the results. What's popping? Okay, this is interesting, kind of random, but people... Um, came out with their sexiest man alive and they chose the Captain America actor for the title Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. He's been formally announced as the recipient of People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2022. Now in the last five years, recipients included Paul Rudd, Michael B. Jordan, John Legend, Idris Elba, so fine, Blake Shelton. Um, and now Chris Evans joins them as well. Uh, it's kind of down the middle. People are saying, yeah, this man is super fine. Others are saying, yeah, he's fine, but the sexiest man alive. 
Um, my husband would leave me for him tomorrow, today, right now, this minute. He's obsessed with. Chris normally, Evans. I would say he's kind of basic looking. I think uh-huh. past me, would be like, mm, okay. But looking at these photos, I, I think he's handsome. He's, I think that people's done a good job trying to keep it diverse with Michael B. Jordan, Blake yeah. Shelton, and Idris Elba. I think it's okay to see. Yeah. Chris Evans. I mean, he looks fine. Yeah. He looks he really good. does. Like, he looks handsome. Also, I want to ask this question, Vanessa. Where's the Latin representation? It's always white, black, white, black, white, black. Where's the Asian guy? Like, where, where are those guys at? They're hot, too. Like, why, why, don't they get the, why don't they make the list? Who do you think the hottest guy? If you could put sexiest man on earth, Vanessa, Garcia, Ortiz, who would you choose? Uh, honestly, I'm like the worst Latina. I don't really know that many, like, sex. Fine, that, just, say that, Malu- just say Maluma. Oh, I, don't, oh. I don't think my, okay, oh, Maluma is really who? But Maluma, Maluma. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's really handsome, but like his vibe, I don't go with it. I'm like, mm, you're cute, but like you, love you know that you're cute. Yeah. But you Bad Bunny's not like the He's not attractive. Yeah, he's just like cool. There's like some couple of reggaeton people that I'm like, okay. Did Enrique Iglesias, did he ever win Sexiest Man? Because he should have. I his think prime, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his prime, he was super fun. When he was Anna Kornikova, the tennis player, that I was like the They're still together, the aren't they? Are they? Seriously? They are. They have twins. 100 years later? Yes. Wow, that's impressive. Good job. Uh, Ricky Martin could still get it. Ricky Martin. I've interviewed yeah. him and he's hot in person. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Ricky Martin wins. Um... There's a lot of Marvel guys on here because he's obviously oh my God, Captain Marvel's America. Marvel's taken over. It's Chris so annoying. Hemsworth has also been Sexiest it. Man. Michael B. Jordan is from Black Panther. Who else? I mean, they're, all these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I'm into it. I like Chris Evans. I, I, he's the hottest of the Chris. Yeah, Chris's, I think it's Chris's. okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. He's you, handsome. You know what I think people like about him? He's super, super, super woke and supportive of our community. Yeah. Like, he's very, very progressive, and he posts a lot of really cool stuff on social media. So I think people, that makes him a little bit sexier. You know what I like about him? Hmm. He loves his dog. That part, too. Yeah. Okay. He's a dog lover. He's a feminist. He's, like, very supportive of all the diverse communities. I think it's great. I think it's great, too. All right, coming up in the next hour, midterm results, some of the LGBTQ winners, the state of the Democratic and Republican winners. We're going to talk all about it. We had some wins, some loses. We didn't completely get trashed, which is excited. We had some loses. We did have some loses. We had some loses. Yeah, Herschel Walker isn't making me feel good at all. (laughs) Uh, And Channel Q political analyst Ryan Basham is joining us in the next hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this post-election day show. Coming up this hour, we're actually going to be joined by a political expert uh, talking to our very own Ryan Basham on midterm results. There was no red wave. But there wasn't a blue one either. No red wave. Yeah, we're still watching a lot of uh, races right now. All eyes are on Arizona, Nevada, your home state. Uh, Still Georgia, of course. Uh, Too close to call there. And then here in in, uh, Los Angeles County, we're watching the mayor's race. It looks like Rick Caruso is actually ahead of Karen Bass right now, which is interesting. You know, I'm not surprised, though, because having the influence of Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry... I mean, people are going to follow Gwyneth those trends. Paltrow, none of whom live in Los Angeles, actually. You realize that? None of them vote here. Yeah. They don't even live here. Kim, oh, yeah. They live in, like, Calabasas. He lives in Calabasas. So he got endorsements from major celebrities to help him go over the line, and these celebrities can't even vote here, but they endorsed him. Wow. It's, this is the weirdest thing. I didn't even think about that until right now. But, I mean, those sorts of things do happen. But on the flip side of that, we look at, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Fetterman. Not Fetterman. Fetterman. That's yeah. our, that's yeah, our yeah. boss's name, too. Chris? No, no, no. Fetterman, who... Uh, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Or, what's um, his name, though? Chris thought, Fetterman? No, it's not. I want to say Jeff, but that's our boss. Now I'm very but confused. Fetterman is right. Yeah, he ended, up, he ended up winning the Senate race in Pennsylvania and was endorsed by Oprah Winfrey, and she doesn't live in Pennsylvania. So I guess... That doesn't feel as weird to me. It feels weird when you live close to L.A. County and you're voting, but you don't actually live here. His right. name is John Fetterman. John Fetterman. John Fetterman. I was thinking Jeff, that's Chris. our boss. Chris. <laughs> that, Chris Evans is the world's sexiest man, t- <laughs> according to People Magazine. Yes. So we do have a great hour coming up for you, so make sure you stick around for it. Um, also, another celebrity wants to play Britney Spears. Hmm. Is that Interesting. Is that something we would watch? Or is it too soon? Too close to home. I don't know. We'll discuss. You have I details. Don't know. You have details for us in uh, what's popping later on this hour. So. It's weird when someone's still alive and still not completely, I think, emotionally stable, and then you yeah, play them. Yeah, that part might be too soon. That part. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, an update right now. This just coming in. Uh, another big win for Democrats. Democrat Laura Kelly just won the governor's race in Kansas, which is a wild state because it's very Republican. But they also two to one or three to one voted to protect abortion rights a few months ago. And now they've elected a Democratic governor again in that state. Very red state, but a blue governor leading it. Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh Uh-huh. You ready for this? Very interesting. Let's do some news on the beat. All right. The Republican National Committee of Pennsylvania recently made a case to the state Supreme Court on the efficacy of mail-in ballots. They claim election officials should not count ballots where the voter did not mark the date on the outer envelope. Even if the ballot arrived before Election Day, as of last week, the court ruled in their favor, setting aside thousands of ballots. Christina Karamo, the Republican nominee for Secretary of State in Michigan, recently sued the highest election official in the city of Detroit, despite state law not requiring ID for mail-in ballots. However, in Wisconsin, Republicans recently won a ruling that will disqualify mail-in ballots if the witness address is incompletely filled out. Jeff Mandel, a Democratic election lawyer, said that Republican lawsuits primarily target ballots that are Democratic. All right, in another news, sad news, the WNBA star's lawyer, Brittany Griner, says she's been moved to a Russian penal colony. 
Now, earlier this year, a Russian court sentenced Griner to nine years in prison for bringing cannabis oil into the country. Now, after losing her appeal, Griner's legal team says she was transferred on Friday, and they don't know her exact current location or final destination. Penal colony inmates uh, who reportedly sleep in dorms on metal bunks and work in production facilities say they've been beaten, medically neglected, and put under severe psychological pressure. The White House says it's made the Kremlin a significant offer to resolve the unacceptable and wrongful detentions of Americans, and it will continue to follow up even though it's dealing with a lack of good faith negotiation by the Russians. Oh my God, if I was Brittany Griner's wife, I'd be losing my mind right now. I have no idea. What was that movie with Claire Dane? Years ago, when she was with her best friend in another country, and she ended up getting jail. She ended up being put in prison. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was based off a true story. I do know what you're talking about. And she was tormented, and it gave you an inside look as to what happened. It was crazy. Crazy. I just remember her from my so-called life. Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, she was in Homeland. Um, that was kind of a Oh, politi- no, it was something else. That was a series, though. That was a political thriller. I'll try to find it while you okay. do the next story. All right, one more story. Democrat Becca Ballant is the winner of Vermont's at-large congressional district race. NBC News projected she is the first woman and the first LGBTQ person elected to Congress from the state. With 72% of precincts reporting Tuesday night, Ballant had 61.5%, while her Republican opponent, Leah Madden, had 28.8%. On Tuesday evening, Ballant thanked her supporters in an Instagram post with a caption saying, today we reaffirm that Vermont and this nation is still a place where anything is possible. We're still capable of change and progress. She added, tonight, after 231 years, Vermonters are sending a woman, an openly gay person, to Congress for the first time. I can't figure it out. All right, that's okay. It's a scary movie. Uh, And not one that I recommend. Okay, let's get into weather. 52 in Boston, 53 in Chicago, 68 in Denver, 62 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day, please. I'm just over here looking up Little Women. It was definitely not that. So (laughs) go ahead and move on because that's what we do. Uh, Here's a vibe of the day for you. I almost have it. And if I can just vamp a little bit longer. That's okay. You were looking for something for me. So I appreciate it. Here it is. If you are on the right path, it will always be uphill. Love it. That's the climb. So if you feel like you're moving uphill constantly, that means you're growing. Don't don't worry. (laughs) It's a good thing. If everything's difficult and feels like a slow, slow trudge. Yeah. Well done. You're living life. Fear not, babe. (laughs) I am American. Well, looky, looky here. We didn't have a red wave. We didn't really have a blue wave. Uh, Things are kind of the same. But actually, some surprises for the Democratic Party. Here to help us break it all down is our political analyst, Ryan Basham. Ryan, how are you? Hey, honey. Oh, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, not, <laughs> real good. By by far, not the red wave a lot of us feared. Uh, a couple races could have gone a little bit better. But overall, how do Democrats feel right now? You know, Democrats feel really good. I mean, even if um, the Republicans do flip the House, I mean, it's going to be by a few, not by a lot. And that's that's a rebuke. That's a real rebuke. I mean, it it. it it really doesn't look at all like Republicans have much to celebrate, even if uh, they do take the House. You know, Kevin McCarthy, who's uh, most likely going to be Speaker of the House, is going to have a really, really hard time wrangling 
uh, his uh, his caucus. So uh, that's going to be rough for them, and that's going to be fun for me to watch. Um, but I think more or less, um, you know, Republicans were rejected. Republicans should have been able to take the House in a landslide. Republicans were honestly really favored to flip the Senate, and and it doesn't look like they're going to get either of those things. And that's that's a huge win for Democrats. Well, yeah, I mean, usually at this point, two years in, the opposing party wins 30 plus seats. All right. That's usually what we're looking yeah. at in, in the House. And because the House votes every two years. Right. We're not probably going to see that this year. What do you think the final number is going to be closer to? Oh, I mean, if I were to bet money, I would say uh, the Senate is going to be controlled by Democrats by 51, maybe 52 votes. I think the House is going to go to the Republicans, but it's only going to be by maybe uh, half a dozen-ish. Yeah, which, so um, about the same margin we've had. And that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, given that the first midterm after a president is elected is meant to be basically a bloodbath for that for their party, uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I was like many, watching the elections last night and just watching how close everything is. Uh, there was a lot of exciting moments happening. There was a lot of terrifying moments happening, like Herschel Walker, which I just still can't believe is still like a thing. Um, do you think that we, watching, you know, also watching Ron DeSantis win by two million people says a lot about our country as about well. About Florida. About yeah. Florida. But a lot. I think I... I feel like a lot of people were happy with that decision as well. Do you think that watching these polls gives us an idea of if Trump announces next week, which many think he's going to, an insight as to how elections might go in the next couple of years? That's a really fascinating question because um, Republicans will put on a face and say, we put the House and that's incredible. We have a mandate from from the people of, uh, of the you know Republic. And that's just that's what they're going to say. Internally, they know that they really messed up. And so whether Donald Trump, you know, announces his campaign tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever, he's going to be held accountable for what for what are effectively Republican losses. Mm. And that's going to be interesting to watch because then the Republicans writ large are going to have to actually more seriously reconsider whether or not they're going to bend the knee to him now. Yeah. And that's going to be rough for him I and the I, whole part. I think we're going to see a major, major challenge from Ron DeSantis right now, who's in a very strong position to take on Donald Trump finally. And I think that's that's that only grew after the results yesterday. Um, couple of governor's yeah. races that flipped as well, which is really exciting. We flipped one seat in the Senate so far. We could lose one possibly in Michaela's home state of Nevada. We're still watching that race too close to call. Um but a couple of governorships flipped, and that's not been a trend recently. There have been, you know, historically there have been more Republican governors across the country. Um, what races stood out to you? And I also want to highlight some of the LGBTQ moments. Uh, speaking of governors, Mara Healy, first lesbian governor in the United States history from Massachusetts. But what else stood out to you? Well, two things. One, I think the race in Oregon still is is really interesting. You know, there's a um, the, the third party candidate there is is somebody who is, you know, very, very moneyed. And she may be causing uh, Oregon to have the fir- their first Republican governor in, I think, decades. Yeah, she's pulling which, like 8%, and they also, I believe. Yeah. And that and that means that they could have had their first out lesbian governor, too. And they may miss that mark. But also Gretchen Whitmer 
in uh, Michigan mm. really stands out to me because, you know, she's the one you may remember. Um, there were, there was a, a really, really well-organized um, uh, plot to kidnap her mm-hmm. uh, over, you know, mask mandates and the like. <laughs> and, um, and she won re-election and that's pretty incredible. That means that Michigan is going to be, uh, is going to have a rational, sane uh, governor during the 2024 election. It's a big one. Um, as yeah, and so so I feel really good about that. It's really a rebuke to um, this you know violent, uh, anti-democratic, small D democratic um, wave across the country. Overlooking at uh, Oregon right now, Kotek is up by one point. About looks like about 80, 80 some percent of the votes are in there, so we're still counting there as well. Um, it is interesting you bring up Gretchen Whitmer because in Michigan. Pennsylvania, uh, and also, I believe, Wisconsin, we're all going to still have Democratic governors going into 2024. Those are all big battleground states, historically ones that, you know, Donald Trump flipped the wind the first time. How important is that to have governors in the mansions in some of those battleground states? Oh, hugely important, and uh, and especially a relief in um, Pennsylvania with Josh Shapiro. Uh, look, you know, a lot of these Republican governors and secretaries of state have run on the um, run on an explicit platform of of controlling the the presidential race in 2024 with kind of an iron fist and and, and making sure that the Republican wins and and that was really scary coming into last night and mm. and it, in reality having these Democrats at the top means that whatever the re- results are they're going to be honored and they're going to be certified by that state and we're not they're not going to be able to. So Republicans are not going to be able to have the shenanigans happen uh, that we saw some of in 2022, which is which is really, really uh, heartening. Ooh, much better day, day than we expected, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ryan Basham. Absol- a lot. No, yeah, good. absolutely. You <laughs> no, you go, Ryan Basham. We're all happy. <laughs> yeah, thrilled. Absolutely. I'm going to have so many drinks tonight to celebrate. Woo! Well, thank you so much, Ryan Basham, for joining us this week for all your political commentary. And we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you. All right, so it's time for another round of Am I the A-Hole? Uh, and this is the a post that was titled, Am I the A-Hole for not wanting to change for my religious roommate? 23-year-old living with her friends Harriet and Tommy, who are 22 and 23. Right there, red flags. You've got two 23-year-olds and a, two, and a 22-year-old living together. It's going to be drama. Yep. Remember every roommate in your early 20s was like horrendous? Horrendous. Every everything. Who does Her the dishes? Her name was Melody. Who cleans? Right. I've had a lot of these horrendous <laughs> roommates over the years. Um, but they said that this that uh, Harriet is Muslim, and she and Tommy are not religious. Uh, Harriet's the other the other roommate, but she and Tommy are not religious and eat and drink what they want. Harriet said, "When we move in, she only wants halal food in the house, and I guess I can live with that." However, I can only eat certain textures and eat specific food from certain places. If it changes, I freak out. The same goes for Tommy, but he said he'll be fine. Well, why would you freak out if you that's that's weird on you? Yeah, babe, don't Harry freak out. also asked that Tommy and I uh, not keep or drink alcohol in the apartment, um, even though I'm a mixologist. I'm very passionate about that. I work in a cocktail bar, so I learn I like learning new drinks for my customers to try. I really enjoy it. They want me to quit smoking, which I get. I also want to quit, but I do like smoking other things occasionally and don't want that to stop me. Additionally. Harriet told Tommy and I that when her parents come over, they have to pretend they're married. She also said that Harriet has not come out to her parents. Harriet's also, wow, this is wild to me. So this person 
is Muslim and has certain like whatever beliefs and 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 religious beliefs and also dietary restrictions. That's fine. But how on earth you want to? First of all, I think this is dumb. This is I think twenty two year olds are dumb. Yeah. Okay, let's just say it. I was yeah. dumb. They're dumb. Don't even ask the question. Don't live with her. Don't move in. Don't do How it. How are you and your friend both like, well, okay, I guess we could live with that. We'll eat halal food only and uh, never drink alcohol again. Like, what? Well, because I think that when you're in your early 20s, you're like, oh, we just need a place, a place to stay. Yes. It might not be that bad. We can drink when we're not home. Like, at first, you're rationalizing it. Yes. This is in my 20s. When I was sure. 21... I needed to live... Oh, God, I lived in some horrible situations. So did I. Thinking back, really, I lived with one friend that you know really well, how we met, and that was a nightmare. Um, But I lived with this girl, and she was like, okay, here's the second bedroom. It was in a horrible neighborhood, and it was a horrible apartment. And she was like, and I have a ferret. And I was like... Nope, out. Okay, well, I, I need a place to live right now so I can make this work. A month in, I was like, why did I do this to myself? But when you're in your 20s, you're desperate. You're not thinking only until it's all over. Well, I'll tell you this. I had a roommate a few years ago, like our one of our very last roommates, and this was what made me say, like, we're done. We're done having anybody live here. I don't care how much money it saves us. She moved in. Wild. Just a wild human being. Like, pretty, but has had so much plastic surgery that she's unrecognizable from who she used to be. And not just like plastic surgery, because I'm all for it, like whatever. Everything has been done. She goes south of the border and gets her butt done, her nose done, her ears done. Everything's Ooh, tucked in. And, it's, just, and it's, it's almost, it was difficult to look at her when she didn't have makeup on, because she looked so not like a normal human, right? Right. And, but that was okay. We still, were, we were okay. She worked in nightlife, so I didn't see her a whole lot. It was fine. Things started getting really, really weird, and then she moved out randomly in the middle of the night one night and brought over one of the bouncers from her nightclub to do it, and then just decided not to pay rent anymore, even though she'd signed a contract. And we're like, uh, hey, girl, like, you owe us, like, thousands of dollars? Like, can you just pay that? And she's like, mm, no, and brought her security guard with her and left. A few weeks later, probably a couple months go by, I get a call from, like, Elle magazine. This interviewer oh my God. is doing a piece oh my God. on somebody that showed, uh, they looked up public records and found that she lived at our location for a bit and wanted to ask me about her because she was part of a pending murder investigation. And apparently her last roommate, they think, was murdered. And that's literally happened days before she moved in with us. And when she moved with us, she said like her roommate had passed tragically. She didn't want to live alone anymore. Well, she was a suspect in the murder. That, first of all, I know uh, exactly uh, what you're talking about. It's uh, so crazy. It's so wild. So, yeah. So, listen. Eat the halal food. Don't drink the alcohol. It could be a lot worse. But also, this person's an a-hole for even expecting those things of you. A million percent. Don't do it. If you're in your 20s and you're listening, look harder. Look farther. Yes. You know what? I like your roommate. I like your roommate a lot. I like your, your roommate a lot. Lisa, Rocco, Bruno. They're they're my kind yeah. of people. Kingston, Emil. Well, Kingston's a little Love bit, you, babe. Kingston's a little rambunctious. He's going through his terrible twos well, now. Well, he's in his 20s. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Time for another round of What's Poppin'? Britney Spears back in the news. But does she want to be there? You've got the details for us. What's going on? Yeah, okay. So this is interesting. On the Drew Barrymore show... Drew had Millie Bobby Brown on this show just discussing her career when B- Millie Bobby Brown made a, a comment that we have. You can listen and then we'll discuss. I want to play a real person and I think for me, Britney would be Britney Spears. Can I ask why? I think her story 
first of all resonates with, with me. Just growing up in the public eye, watching her videos, uh, watching interviews of her when she was younger. I mean, same thing with you. It's like, I see the scramble for words and I don't know her, but when I look at pictures of her, I feel like I could, I could tell her story in the right way and hers only. Listen, we need to stop letting the Brits take our roles. Britney Spears is not British. She's Britney. No British people. I don't like it. They play all the roles. They're so good. Yeah, but also it literally was like, nobody? Millie Bobby Brown, I want to play Britney Spears. Like... Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's one of those questions that, as a TV host, you ask... Because you never know where it could of go. Of course. And you might get a sound bite out of it and you might make and you get some press out of it. And she did. Um, I think that Millie Bobby Brown was just trying to say that she really like respects Britney and that's a story she'd want to tell. Britney But Britney doesn't want the story to be told. Doesn't want it to be told. She's like, I'm still very much alive and kicking, people. I'm not I dead. feel the same way. And I feel like unless like Jessica Simpson had her hand in making her um book a series. Sure. Which is about to come out. Yep. Which makes sense. Wendy Williams produced her own biopic. Like she was a part of that too. But then I know like you're you love um Pamela Anderson. Love. And Pam and Tommy came out last year and that was not approved by them and they were very unhappy about it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. I it has to be approved in my opinion or it's just not right. Can you imagine um, somebody telling your life story without asking your approval? Yeah. It'd be weird. I th- it would be totally weird. No one can tell. And and also, nobody can tell your story like you can. Yeah. And I think that that's the importance here. Like, you can have writers, you can have creatives, but it's your story. So it's weird if anybody tells it and doesn't involve you. What if Lindsay Lohan came, like, she's making a comeback right now. What if she played Britney Spears? She's not that much younger than her. I think they're probably the same age, actually. Yeah. Pretty close. That'd be weird. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Millie Bobby Brown, though, I still look at her as the little weirdo 11, I think, from Stranger Things. Yeah, but didn't she have some weird thing going on with Drake, too? Wasn't there a few situations happening? So, Millie Bobby Brown is interesting. I interviewed her years ago, and she very quickly separated herself from the entire cast of Stranger Things. Like, she was like, I'm the star, right? And she was very, at like 15, 16 years old, presenting as very womanly. And it was just interesting to see. And I wanted to say, don't grow up too fast. Like, just enjoy being a kid for a while but very much not the case and she's she's growing up quickly she's very talented absolutely and I, she's made the decision that this is how she wants to live her life so go for it absolutely uh, all right coming up in the next hour this is really interesting a dad caught his son kissing a, another man mm. and now he's seeking advice did he disapprove or did he approve too much we'll talk about it next T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. B Morning B Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a great hour coming up for you. Uh, first up, a dad caught his son kissing another man, and one of them is now seeking advice. And we've got it. We've got the advice. also this hour. Could you be too pretty for a job? <gasps> Ew. Is that po- have you ever thought? Well, I could do that, but like I, don't know, I might be embarrassed because I don't look like those people because you're so pretty. Please, um, please say yes. I could say yes. Um, <laughs> I could see somebody not getting a job because they're too pretty. That actually happens, right? I tell myself all the time, and I don't book a gig. I'm like, I must have been too. Uh, good you're looking. too I'm gorgeous. A too good looking. It's not easy being gorgeous. Not relatable. My, my <laughs> husband and I actually went out for an audition a couple weeks ago as a newlywed gay couple, right? <laughs> and we wore our tuxes from our wedding, cape and all, everything. Showed up, tuxes. We're like, we're going to do it. Let's, why not? We, we, uh-huh. we want to wear these things again yeah. before we can't. And so we showed up and like all these like basic like straight guys were getting like paired off into duos to pretend like they were married. And we actually had the wedding rings on, everything went above and beyond, really heartfelt, really nailed it. Right? I hate commercial auditions, by the way, but we nailed this one. Didn't even get a call back. Listen to me. And so we're both like, you know what? I think we're just too good looking. I think we're just too I... good looking. <laughs> I swear to God, it's when you're a real couple that you don't book things. Lisa and I got called in for an audition one time for a real lesbian couple. I think the reason why we didn't get a call back, I didn't know this until after the audition, but Lisa's been a DJ for a long time, Mm -hmm. so she's a little bit hard of hearing. And instead of asking what the casting director was saying, she just kept watching what I was doing. And I was so confused in the audition because I was like, what is she doing? Mm. And it wasn't until we got out that she said, I'm so sorry, I couldn't hear one thing. And I was like, you didn't want to ask a question, you idiot. So we definitely didn't book that either. I love it. Listen, so relatable. Yeah. It's usually how we cope with losses. We're like, well, we must have been too good. That's, too funny, that's too why, pretty. That's too rich. They, they didn't want us. Mm-hmm. Also, we're like, we're too famous. We went viral on TikTok. So like, we it's don't want... too much. They don't want us in a commercial. No. They can't They can't afford can't us. Compete. It's a lot. Make people feel bad about themselves. Oh, gosh. Anyways, <laughs> that's that's how we cope with life. Okay. As pretty, pretty people. Amen. Let's do some news on the beat. All right, babe. Um, 
Meta will let go of 13% of its workforce in the coal, which is more than 11,000 employees. There's one of the biggest tech layoffs this year as Facebook parent battles soaring costs in a weak advertising market. CEO of Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, appeared gloomy after discussing the cuts with executives in a meeting on Tuesday. The broad job cuts follow thousands of layoffs at other major tech companies, including Elon Musk's Twitter. Zuckerberg admitted that he got it wrong in a 6 a.m. email to employees where he detailed the cuts. I got this wrong. I apologize, Mark Zuckerberg says. Sorry, as he tells workers in 6 a.m. email that he's slashing 11,000 jobs, around 13% of its workforce, in one of the biggest U.S. layoffs this year after sharing loss of two-thirds of their value. I mean, what a time, though, to be cutting jobs right before the holidays, right before the new year. Mm -hmm. That's so difficult. It's tricky. Businesses, listen, it's a business, and that's hard. And he said, I got it wrong, but that's still 11,000 people without a job right before the holidays. We lost some employees right at the beginning of the pandemic, right? And a lot of companies did. Had to let go of people right at the very beginning. Can you imagine being like, hey, it's your last day in the studio and also don't work from home. That happened to some of our coworkers. And and it's no fault of any individuals. It's just how corporations are run. You can't, because the thing is, he still has a lot of other employees he has to pay. And if you hold on to those eleven thousand dollars, eleven thousand employees, I'm sorry, and it keeps you from being able to still pay everybody else's salaries, that's an issue. Now, having said that, Mark Zuckerberg is worth a gajillion dollars, but he's not going to pay for people's salaries out of his own pocket. Absolutely. So it's unfortunate. I hear that. Uh, all right, we have time to get into weather very quickly. Uh, 59 in DC, 67 in Cleveland, 57 in San Francisco, and 68 in Palm Springs. Now, please give us a vibe of the day. If you are on the right path, it will always be uphill. You gotta challenge yourself. Yeah, challenge yourself. It doesn't mean you can't like bend over, put your hands on your knees every now and then, and, and grab some twerk? fresh air and take a moment and twerk. Yes, of course, and then mm, keep moving. That's what I heard. But always keep climbing. Keep climbing, keep shining, wow. know that you can always count on me. For sure. That's, That's what friends are. Fuck you, Chase. I was giving keys. you a harmony. I, did, I don't know. I can't. I, I, only, I can only match. Do it again. I can. That's, That's what, what friends, friends are for. for. I can't. It's closer. It's closer. <laughs> How about this? So. Awesome dad asked the internet for advice after seeing his teenage son kissing another guy in public. Maybe not the way the teenage son wanted to come out to their dad, uh, but here we are. But as opposed to like reacting negatively, like both of my parents did, (laughs) they were terrible. My mom didn't talk to me for a month. My dad took 15 years to say the word gay back to me. So that was the reality for me and a lot of people. And that's actually a good outcome for a lot of queer people. Yeah, A lot of us lose our families forever. Mm-hmm. My own sister, my own full-blooded sibling doesn't talk to me. Didn't come to the wedding. Like So So this guy, this dad, though, we're going to send him all the flowers, all the love, because he went online and said that he was driving home, uh, driving through town uh, on his usual commute when he happened to spot his 16-year-old son kissing who he thought was his best friend. Well, they were best friends. They also happen to be a little bit more. He says, I didn't tell my wife because she will probably hate him because of it, <clears throat> but how could I? This is How interesting. Can I? He goes on to say, I really love him. He's my son, and I don't mind him being gay. My question is, how can I help him when he comes out, and should I tell him to hold it back from his mom? <clears throat> That's a tough one. Because oftentimes, it's the, the dad who has a hard time with it, and the mom usually comes around faster. Yeah. That's why so many gay men have, like, female friends. Yeah. We trust the energy, right? 
in my situation, it was very similar. My stepdad, the first thing he said, my mom stormed off screaming, smoked a cigarette. My stepdad said, so you have a boyfriend? You met anybody? And that's how he handled it, which is awesome. What do you think this dad needs to do? You know, I actually think it's almost more beneficial that the dad is handling it better than the mom as far as the son goes, because there's so much toxic masculinity. There's so much, oftentimes we hear about the dads making fun of their sons. The mom will come around. The moms always do come around. It is harder for the dads to come around. So for the dad to be like, "Uh uh-uh, that's my son. I love you. We're good. Let's go. I I think it's amazing. And um, just take some time. Should the dad confront the son? Or wait for the son to come out to him? That's a tricky one. I would confront the son. Because here's why. The son will live... Sometimes this is how it plays out. The son may live another two years thinking that he has to keep this a secret. Torturing himself. Thinking Mm -hmm. that if his parents ever found out, he'd be so much trouble. If the dad very lovingly, which I'm assuming he would, went to his son and said, listen... I happen to see this and I want you to know there's nothing to be ashamed of and I love you. That literally nips it in the bud right away and ends a lot of bad feelings maybe for the son for the next couple of years. There's a way to do it and I think it'd be beneficial if the dad confronted him. I kind of hear you and I understand that. For me personally, I would not have wanted my dad. Even if he was great, I would not have wanted him to come tell me because I feel like coming out as a special moment and I wouldn't want to take that from a child. Now, where I am a thousand percent with you is I think the dad needs to make it very clear to his son without actually saying, hey, I saw you kissing your friend. Maybe just drop little hints to let the son know, like, I'm cool with this. Send him articles. Watch a TV show with him. Because that's kind of what my stepdad did. And I don't know if he knew it or not. He should have known. He bought me an Easy Bake Oven when I was like 10. So he yeah. should have known, right? Yeah, it's my maybe. number one request. But we would watch um, The Real World, New Orleans. And Danny, who was dating the closeted uh, Marine, Paul at the time, right? It's my favorite cast ever. Loved it. Danny worked at, or he wore Abercrombie clothes. I worked at Abercrombie. So I was like, wow, I relate to him. This is cool. I've never seen this before. And my stepdad would make comments about how much he loved that season, which was random. He was watching Real World. And he would make a comment about how cool Danny was and how great it was to see him and his partner together. And I was like, Okay. And I was very much in the closet. Yeah. Right? I even applied for the real world after that. I was so like inspired by it. So I think I knew without him actually saying, hey, I know you're gay. That he knew. That he would be okay. So I think that for some kids, what your approach would work perfectly. Right? Yeah. And for I- some, it wouldn't. And I just don't know. How, I don't know that I would have wanted my dad to be like, hey, I saw you kissing a guy. Yeah, it, look, you never know, especially as a parent. You don't know what the right move's going to be. You're going to want to say something. You're not going to want to say anything. I think that... But I, also, to your point, what if you don't say anything and, like, something, God forbid, they take their lives or something happens? Because they think that your dad would hate yes. you. And that's the only place I'm coming yeah. from. I yeah, do think right. that coming out is special. I do think it's important. But you're going to have a lot of times to come out. You're not going to have a lot of times to be comforted by a parent maybe when you need it most That's right. and know that they're in your corner, especially as a teenager, <laughs> especially being in high school. Yeah. It's just interesting. Either way, as long as you mean well intentions, you really can't go wrong. And kudos to this dad. Yeah. For being so cool. Because we think in 2022, everything's fine, but it's really not. 
We see what's happening all over the country. Republicans are doing like some wild stuff to our community and nothing's guaranteed. And either is a parent's love, unfortunately, or a sibling's love, right? And it sounds like he has the love of at least one parent. I think the, uh, the other move for me would be the dad needs to start talking to the mom and preparing her. Absolutely. Start they're going to they're gonna be needing Because mm-hmm. usually the woman, usually it was my stepmom who helped my dad. It was my uh, mother-in-law who helped my father-in-law. And it was my stepdad who helped my mom. So sometimes it takes an outside source. You know, sometimes the people that are closest to you, they're too close. And so it's beneficial to have really great step parents Well, they as have well. hopes and dreams for you, all these things they expected for your life that aren't going to come true, that it feels like, I remember coming out and my mom was like, you're going to get AIDS, you're going to die, you're not going to have kids, it's devastating, I don't want that life for you. It wasn't about, well, it was a little bit about her, but also it was about, I wasn't going to have this life that she thought I could have. Well, here I am checking off those boxes left and right. I'm not dead, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very healthy. I'm in a very loving, committed marriage. Mm-hmm. And we have a dog named Kingston. He's a woodle, but he's still he's our, a woodle. Still our son. We love you, Kingston boy. So this year for Halloween, my husband had the brilliant idea that we would be UPS delivery drivers for Halloween because we deliver packages. He wanted to make a package joke really, really bad. Love. Had a difficult time finding actual uniforms that were like official so we didn't do it. We went back to one of our old standbys. I was a referee and he was a football player. More specifically, he was a wide receiver. So that still worked for us, right? Turns out we're not the only people second guessing whether or not we should uh, be a part of the UPS family. Cass is. You want to know who Cass is? Tell me. Cass is a TikToker uh, whose recent video went viral because Cass works at UPS as a driver. And responded to a comment on there that she's too pretty to work for UPS. She said, I get to retire before y'all. Bag secured, baby. Oh, She's making that money. Go off, mama. She said, never too pretty to work. Her edges are laid perfectly. Her hair's up in a little messy bun. She's got her nails done. She's wearing jewelry. And she is absolutely delivering packages for UPS. Can you be too pretty to work a job? First of all, she's adorable. I love her. I think she's so precious, and I love the fact that she's getting down and dirty. Um, no, <laughs> I think that that's a stupid stigma, too pretty to work a job. Oh, because you're beautiful, you shouldn't be working at UPS? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no. It is a bit jarring. She's, like, breathtaking. Yeah. She's, like, model. Like, she could walk in, like, Savage X Fenty's, like, runway show totally. next week. Like, she is really, really but stunning. But that's also what makes her even more interesting as a human being. Mm-hmm. I like her even more. And she's saying, listen, I, I'm going to retire. I have a good life. I'm working hard. And I love that she's providing for her children. A lot of women have turned to OnlyFans, which no tea, no shade. But she's working hard, and she's making it happen. She's receiving benefits. I, I love it. You wouldn't expect it, and I think it's great. Benefits and a retirement package. And here's the thing. I've thought about this before. Like, it's actually kind of cool to be like a UPS driver. Like, you get to travel all over, get to see different places all the time, stop by different homes. Like, there are worse jobs. You're, You're on your own. You're essentially your boss while you're on the road. You can listen to your own music, check yourself, cell phone, call your friends while you're driving, call your family, whatever. Like you actually have some autonomy. Now you definitely have like the standards and goals that you have to hit every day, of course. But if she's happy, why not? Remember what was her name? Um, Boyle, Susan Boyle. 
Yes. Who was on X Factor and became famous because she had a beautiful voice, but she wasn't like traditionally attractive. She was older, a little bit overweight, had kind of goofy hair, bad teeth. And it's the thing that made her stand out on X Factor. I think it was British, UK X Factor, right? Or one of those, Britain's Got Talent, one of those shows. And she became a worldwide phenomenon, right? And it's why shows like The Voice are what they are. The whole idea behind The Voice initially was we're going to turn our chairs around only based on the voice, not by how they look. We can work with that later. So you don't necessarily need to be like traditionally beautiful because historically pop stars, musicians are pretty good looking, right? You have to you have to be able to sing, but you also have to be able to be good looking. Sometimes the looks are even more important. Yeah. Look at Britney Spears. Like yeah. her entire career has been auto-tuned, but she was gorgeous. So they made a pop star out of her, right? Yeah. So this girl, like, listen, she seems to be happy. I think it's a little jarring, but I would love to see her deliver my packages. I'm like, yeah, you're hot. Yeah, I listen, I, I love it. I think that to I think it's more of a well-rounded human if you are beautiful and you are working in a job that uh that is physically demanding. I, you're not better or worse, but I just, I have so much respect for her. She's doing what she needs to do to provide yeah. for her family. It reminds me, remember the guy a few years ago, a couple years ago, we did this story. He was on, he used to be on like the Cosby show. And then he was like called. Bagging groceries gr- bagging at Trader, gro- Joe's. Trader Joe's. Right. And people dragged him. He's like, I've got a family to provide for. What, what's wrong with earning a living? I should be able to be proud of that. And he got dragged so hard that Tyler Perry like hired him for a project. Because people are rude. Yeah. And you could never. Listen, after American Idol, I had a waitress for a while. And they would literally ask for an autograph and a cheeseburger. And I'd be like, great, okay. And I was like so embarrassed for a long time. And now I'm like, for what? You paid and your bills. And, gu- and guess what? There are a lot of people who are very, very famous. We know many of them who are famous and wealthy and miserable AF. If this young woman loves her job. She's enjoying her life. There's more to life than like where you work and what you do for a living. Totally. And she seems to get that. So kudos to you, Cass. Absolutely. We love you, Cass. One of, I think, the most beloved celebrities in the world, Jennifer Aniston, right? There's been a lot of speculation over the years about whether she'll have a family, whether she'll remarry again. Everybody always has an opinion. But she's talking now and you have that for us. What's popping? Absolutely. Okay, I love Jennifer Aniston. I feel like she's had a very interesting life. Watching her fall in love with Brad Pitt. They fell in love together. The whole Angelina Jolie situation was a lot. Uh, But Jennifer Aniston is finally speaking out about her fertility struggles and IVF attempts for the first time. The Friends alum described the challenging road in her Allure December 2022 cover story uh, published Wednesday saying she experienced hard stuff while trying to conceive. If it wasn't for going through that, I would have never become who I was meant to be. That's why I have such gratitude for all those crappy things, she said, clarifying that she was trying to get pregnant several years ago. Mm. During all the years of media speculation, Jennifer Aniston said she was going through IVF and drinking Chinese teas. She recalled, I was throwing everything at it. I would have given anything if someone had said to me, freeze your eggs, do yourself a favor. You just don't think it. So here I am today and that ship has sailed. Mm. Uh, She does say she has zero regrets and now actually feels a little relief. She explained, there is no more, can I? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't have to think about that anymore. Um, And she says, sharing her story feels like coming out of hibernation. 
I've spent so many years protecting my story about IVF. I'm so protective of these parts because I feel there's so little that I get to keep to myself and I don't have anything to hide. Um, I, I love her and I think that what she's talking about is really important. I wish somebody had told me when I was 22 to begin freezing your eggs because you don't know. Mm. Um, I think it's also, it's interesting that she's talking about the relief that she feels now that she's sort of aged out of having a a child, like giving birth to a child herself. And that's something we don't talk about a lot, that I have a lot of girlfriends that are in that that age range right now, or they're around around their early 40s, mid 40s. And in some ways, it, I'm, it sounds like it's freeing to her. Like, I don't have to answer these questions anymore. Thank totally. God. Thank God. Totally. Get off my back. Because we have this expectation that every woman, by the time she's 25, 30 years old, is like desperate to be a mother. We don't have that same expectation of men, though. Like, I, I, I get asked occasionally by my mom if I'm going to have kids. But, like, I've never felt that pressure. Right. I think most women do. Unfortunately. All women. Yeah. I mean, whether you want to or not, it, the amount of times me and Lisa get asked, when are we having kids? Who's carrying? Who's taking the eggs? But then on the flip side, you had a family member tell you, what about having kids together? It, they would turn out how? Didn't you have an aunt say something really awful about that? Oh, the same aunt that doesn't invite me over for yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve. She said, are they going to be an alien baby? Alien babies. Yeah. So, <sighs> I know. Listen, I can't stand my family. Do what's best for but, you. And also, don't raise, like, don't bring a kid into the world if you're not 100% into it. And Jennifer uh-huh. Anderson wasn't. So, I'm sure she'd be a great mom, but she's also just a great human. Totally. So. Totally. All right. Coming up, would you go back to a flip phone? It may sound archaic, but we might go back to it next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Is your smartphone making you unhappy? That's the question. One person in particular says absolutely. And they shared their story recently uh, of a journey of one year with a flip phone. Said each time um, I would go into stores, I would go to my T-Mobile rep and I would look for phones and all of them are too smart for me. I don't want to be able to look at social media apps. I don't want to be stressed out about news updates all day long. I just want to go back to a simpler time. So they decided to get a flip phone and they love it. They said that they're, they're happier. Their mental health has improved. They're not constantly inundated by everybody else's issues. They just get to live their life. And while I don't know that I could ever go back to a flip phone because of, I don't know, my ego. I love social media sometimes and sometimes I hate it, but I can't seem to quit it. I I I hear this deeply. There's something about disconnecting. Yes. When we go on vacation, for instance... We live our best lives. We're in the water all day in the jungles riding ATVs. We're Wasn't parasailing. That fun? So much fun. Did we look at our phones once? No. Never. Maybe to take a picture. Yeah. That's it. We weren't checking Instagram. We literally were not on our phone. We were in the middle of the jungle. We couldn't be. And we were so happy. And when I think about my happiest memories in my life, even my best vacations with my husband, they're, they're not documented. Yeah. There's moments. We get videos and pictures to post or to remember, but most of the sweet stuff just happened in my mind. I was on a reality show, uh, what, 11 years ago now. I lived in the wild in Morocco for almost an entire month. We had no phones, zero, no information coming in. And so everything that didn't air on the TV show on ABC, I just have to remember in my brain. 
And that's weird, but sometimes it's really fun. I think about something like, God, I forgot that one. Because a very, like, less than 1% of what actually happens airs on TV, right? It's a whole show they're making a production. Yeah. And I remember the moment they were giving our flip phones back to us after the production wrapped. And they brought them to us in, like, a plastic bag. We had all of our stuff, stuff secured. And I started crying because I knew the moment that they handed my sister back her phone and my ex-boyfriend, even though he was my ex at the time, I knew the moment they handed my sister back her phone, I would never, ever, ever get that experience back with her ever again. I would never actually have a present sister who's fully disconnected for weeks at a time. Yeah. Because she was so obsessed with social media and still is. Yeah. And so I hear this. Uh, listen, I was, what did I look at the other day? Uh, it was a concert. Maybe it was Halsey. And it was Halsey on stage and a view of the entire audience. Everybody's Thousands. phones are up. Everyone's phone was Yeah, of course. I- and for and before even doing this article, I thought, God, what was it like? And, you know, I feel like, and you'll agree with me, when I was in Israel and Greece, I really wanted to make it a point to not be on my phone because mm-hmm. I'll never be there again. I also simultaneously felt the pressure of needing to get content, content that I'd never get again. Sure, uh, yeah. And part of me was like, I don't care. Like, I'm never going to be able to see this again with my own eyes. Yeah. And then also I was like, but everybody will want content. And it's this sick world that we live in mm-hmm. where it's like, even if you want to live in the moment, the expectation when you're in the industry to get content is so heavy. Yeah. And I felt that. It's real. And I've left feeling that way. But it's, it's why at our wedding, you noticed when we made this announcement, nobody it. was allowed to have their phones at our, at our ceremony. You could have it the rest of the wedding, but during the ceremony, because one of the things we learned when we were researching for like planning a wedding is how many people were upset because they didn't think about that. And their wedding photos just have people's arms sticking out into the aisle. And while they're like saying their vows, there's hands up in the air with phones everywhere. Terrible. So not one person had their phone out during our wedding. Yeah. And, and we, it was and, amazing. And we hired photographers instead. So much. Yeah. So I don't know that I could go back to a flip phone, but I like what it represents. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Coming up, LGBTQ history was made last night and we're talking to our political expert, Ryan Basham, to break it all down next. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. The midterms are sort of over. Still watching a few races, but no red wave. That's more than something Amen, good. Amen, baby. That's something great, actually. No wave. It's like it's like a little ripple back and forth all night long. And some of these races, like I said, are still continuing to come in. But major, major uh, success stories in the community, honey. We're talking about our community. I'd like to give a shout out to Mara Healy, who became the first lesbian governor in U.S. history in Massachusetts. Uh, Becca Balint wins Vermont House race, will be the state's first female and gay congressperson. First female in their state's history. It's 2022. That's crazy. Aren't they part of the original 13 colonies? Anyways, congrats. Uh, Robert Garcia will be the first out gay immigrant in Congress. Uh, gay Native American Sharice Davids was reelected to the U.S. House. Big fan of hers. And also Colorado's Jared Polis is the first out gay man reelected. Re-elected. That's a big deal. Yeah. Get elected once might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. To do it twice, Colorado obviously stands behind him. And he won very easily. So shout out to some queer candidates across I love the it. country. I love it. Okay, this story is also equally as fabulous. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. 
cats are growing on me. Me and Lisa oh, might get one. Stop it. I'm, I'm kind of into it. I know, over, I know. Invite me over first. You just, you, you're just finally down to two pets. Now you I want know, three again? I know, but we're into this cat. I don't know what's happened to us, but we're into cats. Lesbians. And this story is making it even harder for us to say no. In the UK this week, animal shelter vets made a remarkable discovery. They were caring for a kitten born with no sex organs at all. The homeless gray and white tabby was named Hope by animal officers at the shelter in northern England and is available for rehoming. But they said this is so rare that there isn't really a commonly used term for this condition, but it is effectively sexual organ agenesis. And I've literally never heard of that. One in 10,000 felines display a mix of male and female sex parts. But a cat with no sex organs is unheard of. Now, there's an outside possibility of some ectop ectopic ovarian tissue hiding away internally, but we think that it's extremely unlikely. This little kitten has no sexual organs and is just like, I'm a cat and I'm here. Give me a hug. That is so... You want to be a cat and you want a little hug? No, I hate cats. Yeah, I wish cat needs a hug. I want to make a pussycat joke so bad right now, but I won't. Okay. But I kind of did. Okay, you did, though. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. Well, listen, I think it's so sweet. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm very heartwarmed to cats right now. I I love this little stupid cat. All right, as always, thank you for listening to our show. We have a great show for you tomorrow. It's therapy Thursdays. Lord knows we need therapy. Uh, make sure you tune in tonight to Dr. Chris Donahue in Loveline. Uh, we have some great music for you. Until then, as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.